0: Welcome back to the Haircuts and podcast with me and Robbie Rob, or now he is known as Robbie Ripcomb. and the main man himself who put on the amazing charity event, Clint. So we've been uh, chatting before we started the podcast, and we was going to be waiting for Brad. Um, Brad Pauls is coming on as well, but the energy and the synergy was so good. I've had to press record, um, so Brad Pauls is coming on later on in the podcast, but We wanted to. Well, I wanted to press record because this conversation was too good not to record. So, how are you doing, Clint?
1: Wow, like the the
2: the weight of the world is just gone from me. Um, It's uh, yeah, it's a couple of days after the massive boxing extravaganza in Mavagissy, and uh, yeah, I think it went okay.
0: (laughs) Well. I think it went more than okay. I think it was brilliant. Um, there's, a, there's a few things I'd like to say about it as well. Um, but let's hear from you first. So, there's no there's no way to beat around the bush. Your opponent was 20 years younger than you. You had all yeah. the stress of dealing with organising the event, running the event, um, pleasing the people in the crowd that had come down to see you before you even got in the ring. Are you a machine? Do you run on batteries? How many espressos did you have? Uh, how how did you pull it off? It, it was amazing. Well,
2: you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm you know, 50, 54. Um, let me just get rid of that, sorry. Got some, sorry. It's okay, somebody from the village was just getting, trying to get back in touch with me. Um, Sorry, I'm 54 on Boxing Day, and, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm 34. I just keep keep going. Um, yeah, I, I packed in drinking. I, I don't really have too many coffees. Um, I just seem to have all this energy for people. We were just talking, Luke, you know, with the job that we do, with being barbers. Um, we're, when we're busy, we're, we're at our best, aren't we? We're people, yeah. people, people. people. Uh, we're making sure people are comfortable not only in the chair, but also sitting there waiting for their haircuts. So, you know, I was just doing it on a bigger scale with 500 people sitting there.
0: So, for those of you that haven't seen the reel, Clint won by first round. Mm. Um, now, there was a bit of backlash at ringside, weren't there, Rob?
1: Yeah, quite mm. a bit. Um, so, I call, I called the first round knockout. It's just, uh, I think that's the first prediction on haircut and uppercuts I've ever got right. Um, so, yeah, um, watch the video reel. Um, my view, Clint landed a couple of very good shots, landed a very good uppercut, and to me, the guy looked out on his feet. He, referees jumped in, waved it off. Everyone in the crowd has gone, well, where we were stood. A lot of people went a bit nuts. Um, in my eyes, Clint's opponent should have shown to the referee he was OK. He may have been OK, he may not have been. Um, but the referee made the right call, and that's something we really need need to get across on this podcast. He was fantastic all night, um, and Clint' fantastic performance. Um, yeah, against a was it a twenty twenty five year old? Yeah, I think I think that lad's about uh, thirty three. Um, he's twenty years younger than
2: me. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's caught me before in sparring uh, in the early days. We sparred, and he caught me a few times, and I knew I was in there with him. Um, we, we got matched up because, uh, you know, he fancied it and, and I thought we were about the same level. Um, he was struggling with some of his preparation. Uh it got some ups and downs, but he was really keen to fight me. Um, you know, it's been well documented. I've been training for this for 11 months. I've lost three stone. Uh, I've trained twice a day. I've really been careful about what I'm eating. And, you know, my with my PT, it, it was aesthetically I wanted to look good when I took my top off in front of 500 people at the weigh-in Then the rest I would blag and I'd go for it and see how far it would carry me. Um, he caught me early on, again he caught me early on, Cut a couple of punches and I'd been speaking to my dad a couple of days before with re- rekindled a friendship after 16 years of not talking to each other. My dad says I've seen you sparring, you go backwards a bit too much, you need to stick it on him lad. And and that rung straight in my, as soon as the, the lad cop, cop told me, the, the old man rang in my ears, get on him. And, and I got on him and I did what I had to do. I got him out of there. And looking back on it, um, you know, it doesn't, I, I, can't, I can't remember myself. I was just so zoned out. I just did what I had to do. And um, it was an amazing experience. I'm so glad that I was very privileged to have been able to, you know, feel, feel that and, and do that. And obviously raise a lot of money for man down here in Cornwall.
0: Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I think, <sighs> I don't know how to say this fact sounding horrible, so I'm just going to be truthful. I think the uneducated in the crowd are the ones mm. that kicked off. So yeah. I've been involved in, you know, boxing, taekwondo, kickboxing since I was seven years old. I have seen when a ref has not jumped in at the correct time and I've seen people leaving ambulances and mm. <laughs> you might feel okay 10 seconds after the ref jumped in, 15 seconds, 20 seconds later, you might feel okay. The damage that can be done in the last few punches when you're stood there, head down, looking at the floor, not knowing where you are. Mm. That's why the ref jumps in and it's a charity event. Mm. Um, No one needs to get hurt and no one should get hurt. So Mm. for those of you that um, are listening to this, that might've been uh, on the uneducated side, as I would call it, take this as a lesson to learn from. It was a fair stoppage to anyone with an educated view on boxing no one needs to be unnecessarily hurt and you you jumped on him your footwork was the best i've seen because you've been sending me sparring videos and just as soon as, as soon as he hit you it was like much of the rocket up your backside wasn't it
2: mm, yeah 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 um it's remarkable what you what you can do if you put your mind to it and you want to achieve you know I wanted to look like a boxer. I've loved boxing all my life. I've followed boxing all my life. I've been in the gym as a younger guy, sparring and messing around. And, you know, um, as a young guy growing up, I, I obviously was very intermittent with my training. And I was one of those guys, like a lot of guys, I, I missed out on having an amateur fight or, you know, a proper fight. And at the age of 53, I wanted to put that right, and, and that's what we did on Saturday.
1: I had a fight. Yeah. We also need to reiterate um the referee's role in all this. You know, he was fantastic all night, every fight, and he made sure people there left, you know, left the ring safe. Um, I think we really need to reiterate that because he was getting a bit of grief from the crowd, and he was fantastic hey. in my eyes. Hey, hey boys, we- a yeah,
0: new kid by himself. <laughs>
1: hey, guys.
0: Sorry, I'm a bit late.
1: So,
3: hey, uh, Clint, the champ.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, look at this good-looking lad. Yeah, he's just about, How he
3: mate.
2: How you doing, Brad?
3: Good, yeah, yeah, good. Thanks for having me, boys. Um, Yeah, well done at the weekends, buddy. Yeah. It's quality. Yeah,
2: what a, what, a, what a pleasure to have you there, Uh, to, to join us there in Levegissey. Unbelievable.
3: Yeah, great show, packed out, five was good, no trouble, all the fights are 50-50, entertaining. Um, yeah, absolutely loved it, mate. Well done, smashed it. Yeah, thank you. It for was coming just great on,
2: Brad. to see. Yeah, just great to see boxing in Cornwall, isn't it? It's just you know, oh, great, yeah, great. Yeah, all for,
3: all for a good cause. Um, you raised a bit of money, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I think we've we hit around about eleven or twelve so far. Um, we're, we're gonna. We're... Oh. Oh, he's gone.
3: He's gone. A Houdini, look, he's on a Houdini. I'm scared of this, Brad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, hopefully we can Sorry, get Clint back on quick. All right, Clint's back in the room. Clint. Sorry about that. It's all right. Welcome back. <clears throat> yeah, so... Um, when you was growing up as a young lad in Cornwall, Brad, could you ever imagine a show like that being on that you could have boxed on? Um
3: not maybe not quite like that the the times i boxed in cornwall growing up i boxed all over i boxed in bodmin i think i boxed in Camborne. uh the nuki shows in the sports center there was nothing quite like that one not with that sort of vibe with the marquee and the production and stuff it was all quite basic when i was growing up um so yeah it was sort of on a different level on saturday yeah hopefully
1: me and luke have been haven't we to a lot of um a lot of white collar shows around our local area, you know, on the outskirts of London. And, um, you know, you don't get 50-50 fights so You get people thrown in there with, you know, people who've boxed for years. Whereas this event was very different to that. It was very well-structured. Every fight was entertaining. I yes. could sit there for eight hours for once in my life and knock the beer and watch boxing. Um, so it was a fantastic event. Yeah, It's brilliant. Um, yeah, all the fights 50 50, and it's like, like you said, you don't always
3: get 50 50 in white collar. I actually um refereed some white collar at uni, so I had the little dicky bone stuff, and um, some of the mismatches that I've seen in, in that was just insane. But um, yeah, the show on Saturday, yeah, 50 50, really entertaining. So well done to the matchmaker.
4: I was the matchmaker, so I, oh, I, I, so matched, I matched all these boys up, and you know, obviously. Um i got, you know, i I got my heart in my hand a little bit sometimes. One boy got knocked out, one boy got stopped. Um, but as you say, there were 50-50 fights. And, you know, my main concern was to get everybody in and out of that ring safe. But uh, I just missed a bit there because my, my earphones went. Um, looking back at some of the videos, um, you know, the boys really went to war and, and, you know as you know there's no hiding place in that ring and the ring finds you out and you find out so much about yourself from when you step in to you step out and some of these boys will go away from this with an experience like they'll never ever get again and you know i believe on saturday night there was there was men made that night and that day there was men made and they will be better men in their communities and to the people around them for, for the experience that they had.
3: Yeah, definitely. The, the knock-on effects, in, yeah. incredible. Like, even, I know one of the lads who boxed on your show, it's called Connor. He, yeah. um, he he got stopped, but um, he's just of out doing his medical to go amateur. And he wants to carry yeah. on boxing, even though he got stopped. He did really well. Um, but obviously, it's had a positive effect on him because so he wants to keep on doing it. He's going to stay off the street and stay in the gym. So, um yeah, You, you, work, you worked crazy. in a supermarket with him. Yeah, I worked in Morrison's a long time ago. Hey, mate, I know. stacked stack the shelves, yeah. I know, um, he's, he's very proud of the fact. He said you're yeah, a better boxer cute. than you were stacking shelves. That's uh, so right, mate. I wasn't very good at all. I quit after a month or two. <laughs> 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 well, but, we all uh, got to do jobs we hate at times. Uh, we've, all been, we've all done it, haven't we? But you've done some mad ones, haven't you? But, but listen, I, I had this ring walk
4: and I really held the crowd up with this piece that Jace Hobbs put together for me. And I played it back, and on some of the, the reels, there's this guy leaning over the railings, trying his hardest with his camera to stay on it. And it's Brad Pauls.
2: Brad Pauls, I was is filming it. He's I breaking didn't know his stop neck or to, or
4: to start. Film, you kept walking backwards. Me. I
3: was like, I'm gonna run out of memory on my phone. It's the longest ring walk I've ever seen. <laughs> it lasted longer than the fight. <laughs> yeah, <Brad's laughs> yeah. I, honestly, Brad Pauls
4: is breaking his neck to video. Clint the barber walking down this red carpet in it. You couldn't write this shit. You could not write this shit. You
3: milked every second, didn't you? You, Yes, I did. I did. Fair (laughs) play. Unbelievable.
4: Unbelievable. (laughs) Honestly, um, I've got airs on the back of my neck now just thinking about it and talking
0: about it. Well, right, Buzz. Right, Mm. Buzz. Mm. You'll have to get your uh, professional promoter's license, Clint. It's out putting some shows on in Cornwall.
4: You never know. Um, I've tried. I was I was saying to the boys I was yeah. saying to the boys Brad before you came on got got something big in the pipeline we're looking at you know two hundred uh, sorry uh, two and a half thousand people for the next one next year wow. we've got meetings with uh, a couple of venues next week there's one in particular that I really like um, there was a lot of businessmen there and you know uh, it's amazing what people say when they've had a drink but I've touched base with them this morning bit of mm. a consortium there. And they said, whatever you want to do, Clint, whether it's whatever you want to do, we want to back you. we want to push whatever your idea is. So that was a nice feeling because they've gone away. And obviously they listened to what other people have said about it as well. And it was a bloody great event. And, you know, the whole community came together. Couldn't have done it with, without the ladies from the village coming and dressing the marquees up. Um, you know, Scott Young, the caterer from Manning's. I mean, as you know, the food was bloody unbelievable. Um, and then, and then there was a nice seated area, there was a hog roast, there was pizzas, there was uh, the Bearded Brewery there. It got a bit of everything. And, you know, there was a bit of everything that night in the ring as well. There was drama, there was, you know, there was absolutely everything going on. And it was, it was busy. There was always something happening. We had some fantastic ring girls, uh, Robin Piper. She, she brought the fighters up the red carpet and introduced them to the crowds. And, you know, she's a crazy chick. She was really loving life. And it, it
1: just every little, you know, every little bit of it, every, it was all just really fantastic. But yeah. well, I think the main point to say from the whole event as well is the word of Man Down has spread. Yeah. You know, you've yes. had an offer for me and project, and um, you know, let's hope that it spreads even more. And anyone listening to a podcast tonight, um, follow Man Down, fellow Clint, um, follow was it Boxing Extravaganza? The charity Boxing Extravaganza page on someone and Luke's yeah. profiles. Also follow mm. Brad Pools. And, um, yeah, the, the, main, the main message of the night got spread, didn't it? And that's the, that's the best part of it, really.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know,
1: all of these guys have been on their own
4: mental health journey. And that journey was to that ring on Saturday. And they, they all they all carried out what they said they were going to, and they did it. And, you know, some of them have been very close to packing this in. Some of them, I'm sure, have been very close to, you know, they've the worked through injuries uh, to be able to get there but they all they all gave it their all I mean you know it's Brad Brad knows this game Brad's in this game you know I, I'm not a, a professional boxer by any means but you know I I went through the process of seeing if I could do something similar on Saturday and you know Brad's in that and I just got the most respect for it. anybody like that and you know I'm a fan of Brad's and I can, I can put my gloves up 1-0 and 0 now and forget about it and I can watch Brad with his career <laughs>
3: that's it it's, it's it whatever level it takes balls to get up and fight in front of that many people do anything in front of that many people it takes mm. balls yeah. and not everyone remember not everyone can do it some people yeah. try and do it and they, they just don't have it in them so yeah. everyone who stepped in the ring and fought in front of everyone else should be proud of themselves because yeah. take it from me it's not easy and the, people deal with pressure in different ways um so yeah, uh, good on everyone and uh, it was really positive what happened. Yeah. You, you gave out some
4: um you go out some uh, medals there Brad and jumped in the ring and the MC was fantastic uh, Tom Barkham Oh what a fantastic guy. Uh, yeah. Was you know he, he he carried it well and he, he he knew that you were there and he jumped up he had a little word with you, you know, and uh you know he gave you a fantastic introduction. I thought like I thought he was your best mate, you know, like, you know he knew so much yeah. about you but you know, just with that bit of information and that feel for what needed to be done. And I, I wanted you there, Brad, because, um, you know, I want people in Cornwall to know what you're up to and, and get behind you. And thanks. I, I, I
3: really, and thank you for coming because I, I want to push you and I want people to get behind you. And, you thanks, know. Mate, yeah, the support, the support was crazy. Like people yeah. asking and asking for photos and stuff like that and everything. Yeah. And, um, mate, next one, I'm there. I'll do it mm. all again. No problem.
4: That's what, well,
3: Brad, what did you? take away from it what did you enjoy because it was
4: as i say there was a lot going on and you knew a few people so it was almost like paying homage to your home crowd really you being there what did you what I mean, obviously you said the fighters were
3: okay but what what did you
4: take away from it
3: um i think just the whole setup i think obviously you sold enough tickets so the, the atmosphere was there from the get-go. Everything ran smoothly. There was no hiccups or anything like that. So it was done. The production was done really well. I like the little touch of the Cornish bunting around the top. So yeah, I just love yeah. the Cornish flag, and that was everywhere. I love that. Um, and, yeah, I think it has a different feel because it's for charity and it's for a good cause. The vibe's just better. There was no drama in the crowd or nothing like that. And the, the fighters are respectful before and after. And how it should be. Um, and I think maybe because it's for charity, you get a little bit more, it kind of
1: comes from a better place. So, yeah, so just everything, mate, was brilliant. Yeah. I'll just add to that as well. Um, you yeah, know, there's a lot of boxing events where, uh, especially white collar uh, amateur fights, where you'll go in, that you know, people will turn up to see the fight they want to see and then go. There was none of that at the weekend. People got there at, say, two, three o'clock and they stayed the entirety of the event. Um, and that's kind of kudos to you, really. So, it was a yeah. great setup.
4: Hmm. Yeah, we're we're so lucky to have people get on board and help us. I mean, the the Cornish bunting, that was Tracy Williams from Mabagesee. Her and her husband were there for about two days putting that up and the ribbon. Um, And they they knew that, you know, this was going to be on a stage that people would see. The live stream from the Cornwall Channel, um, all the TV people there and all the press um, we got press passes, but, and it was just, it was you know, it was just like something off, off the telly, and it was, and and Tracy quite quickly got on board and knew that well, this this needs to be dressed up, so it shows Mavagissy in its finest hour, and and she, uh, yeah, she, it was amazing what she put together there, wasn't it? It looked
3: fantastic, it. well, yeah,
0: Brad's cool. next fight, we'll all have to come down with Cornish
3: flags for him, yeah, yeah, I've actually got. Um... The Man Down logo put on my Cornish flag. I've got it printed on my, yeah. I, it's my my last fight and I, I don't know what happened. I forgot to take it in the ring. Mm. Not on purpose. I was absolutely fuming. But yeah, I've got the Man Down logo on my Cornish flag. I'll have it for my next fight. You'll see it. Um, so yeah, represent every time. Yeah. You, you, knew, you knew lots of people there,
4: Brad. It must, it must have been so good because to see everybody together. Yeah
3: yeah i felt the love i felt the support ross runs man down i was speaking to him for a while he's a lovely bloke
4: yeah
3: um i met met a few cornish lads that that love
0: boxing do you know what i mean it's just yeah it's, it's nice good now i think it needs to be mentioned as well that you know you don't live in cornwall no more brad you know you did a 500 mile round trip on the weekend to show your support for the man down charity and i got massive respect for you for that you know you left you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to keep this in the podcast or not, but it's been on your social media. You left training camp with Connor Ben to come and show your support, and I've got my yeah. respect to you for that. Yeah, it's funny because I um
3: on that Friday I got this. I sparred Denzel in the morning in the morning. It was a tough spar. I did it. I did well. Don't look like it, but um yeah. And then left straight away from the sparring, travel down to Cornwall. Took me six and a half seven hours, um and then come back up on the Sunday, but you can't miss stuff like that it's just it's just too good just yeah so um but yeah that's that's why i moved out of cornwall for that sort of sparring um i'm sparring ben again tomorrow and i wouldn't have the access to this sort of training if
0: i stayed in cornwall so
3: um
0: yeah just means you've got to do 500 mile round trips to see your mom and dad and uh (laughs) that's it well, I don't have to see him
3: that much, so it works out, all right.
0: Jimmy, heading. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what's next for you, then, Brad? Um, I know we're talking about it on Saturday, but what can we say on air? Mate, it's, it's all going on at the minute. Um, I couldn't tell
3: you anything with any confidence. There's been names thrown around, fight dates thrown around, and it's really weird to see this side of professional boxing because I hadn't really seen it this, yet obviously the first time of a tv promoter and you see how it all works and what gets offered on what notice and what money and stuff like this and it makes you not like it i promise you it's, it's not what it's made up to be and it's not mm. it's not smooth and i'm the fighter at the end of the day i've got to do the training and the fight but there's a lot of other stuff that goes on so at the moment i've got absolutely nothing to tell you i've been training for ages um and it's someone else's job to get the right fight at the right time. Um, I'll definitely fight again this year. It's what sort of fight we're going to get. And I don't imagine it's going to be an easy one by the south. What, what do you weigh at the minute? What were you, What do you weigh? Uh, I don't normally give the numbers away, but I'm about I'm about 80, 81 kilos. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have to cut down and it's not easy. I'm not tall from middleweight, weight, but uh, I do the weight very well. Um, what, what, what kg is that? What What kg? Uh so 80 kilos, 81 kilos, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then a middle weight 72.6. So yeah, yeah. But I weigh that for 10 minutes, and then by the time we get in the ring the next day, I'm almost 80 kilos again. So okay.
4: Okay.
3: Normally how it goes. Yeah,
0: fun, fun. Well, we'll be there for your next fight. <clears throat> Thank we, you, man. Uh, we We're supposed to go to the fight in Plymouth. Um, something happened, I can't remember what it was. One of my daughters was ill. I can't remember which one. And I wanted to go to your first fight on Channel 5. Yeah. And I was in Devon, so I couldn't go. <laughs> Bodging each other, aren't we?
3: To be yeah. fair, that that Plymouth show sold out. So I don't, it would have been hard to get tickets. I sell quite a lot down there. But um, yeah, well, it's Destiny, the next one then. I'll see you ringside. Yeah. Love it. We'll have to re mortgage Rob to get the ringside tickets. yeah. our Cornish flag (laughs) yeah TV shows ain't cheap I can't lie they're not it's not like small they're not cheap the TV shows yeah fair enough no
0: they're not but you know the whole production team needs to get paid the boxers need to get paid and um, whilst talking about boxers being paid don't stream boxing boxers deserve their wages don't be a tight ass. pay for it (laughs) oh the pay-per-view the pay-per-views yeah it's expensive being a boxing fan, though. It is. It is. Not as it expensive is. as the States, though. Have you seen uh pay-per-view for Canelo Golovkin in the States? is $85 this weekend. Well, yeah, um, you got that to days
1: a lot. Of them. They were for Pacquiao, so they were $120. I mean, they're getting ripped off big time, over I don't know. Mad. People yeah. pay it. People will pay yeah, exactly, it.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Now, we'll start saving. We'll so, Brad,
4: when you when you make your millions and you're you know champion of the world, yeah, um, and you come back to Cornwall to buy a really nice big house to put all your boxing memorabilia in, where where where's that
3: going to be in Cornwall? Where where's this where's this uh, crib going to be? It's going to have to be new, isn't it? It's where, it's where <laughs> all my family is and stuff. But yeah, I think if I if I win my next like twenty fights, I could probably buy like a flat or something. So, yeah, it'd be sweet. The price is in Nuki at the minute. If I, if I get some of that Mayweather money, I could probably get like a two bed house, I reckon. So yeah, I if, uh,
0: if the rumors are true that Chris Eubank Jr. is being grounded, <laughs> why don't you step in?
3: I'll, I'll step 100%. For that sort of money, I'll step in with AJ. Honestly, what's he get? How much money is he making? I'll do well, it. It's a couple of mil, I think. But I'm in.
0: Honestly, I'm in. No problem. Well, I'll- I'd fight him. I'd go out to Turkey, get Lyco suction, make the way. It'd beat me up in 30 seconds, but I'd be rich. Okay. <laughs> I, lo- I like dishing it out,
4: but I don't like getting it. Oh, get it- mate, get- don't do get I paid- don't like
3: getting it. No one likes you- getting you it. You don't get
4: paid for overtime, boys. Look <laughs> at my video. <laughs> no, mate. In and out. <laughs> yeah.
3: Clint Styles, you know I mean, first round. Oh. Was I-, I loved it. I absolutely loved
4: <laughs> it. I was. Totally in a different zone, honestly. I just could not believe when you get your gum shield in and you're warming up on the pads with, I mean, I've got some great guys in the corner, Phil Harris, my PT, Josh Pearce, you know, my my, my Vaseline guy. And and it was proper, like, you get into that zone and people, some of the other fighters were trying to, you know, all right, Clint, and people trying to, the security out the back trying to talk to me. And I was just totally in that zone. And when I got into the ring, it continued, and I just form exploded. And you know, it just—I've just got to feel now. I obviously respect you guys even more. What you go through, and you know, mm. AJ the other day when he when he kicked off a little bit afterwards, and you know, you're not your real self in that moment, are you?
3: Yeah, it's full of adrenaline, a lot of pressure. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, right after the fight's a weird time to do an interview because mm. your half probably concussed and half, mm. pumped up mm. adrenaline, and mm. yeah, so you can you can sort of understand. And yeah, it's a lot of pressure. So mm. did oh, did being oh, ringside give you itchy knuckles, Brad. Yeah, did you did you know? It's just the atmosphere, like hearing everyone screaming and stuff, just uh gives you some flashbacks. Um but yeah, it's I'd like to box more often, but it's not how it works, unfortunately. Um, boxed in May and then boxed again by the end of the year. But, um, yeah, just have to wait my time, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> one thing I would say, though, is uh, I said it the last time I interviewed you, aged you on the podcast in lockdown. I think you're avoided in the middleweight division. I don't think there's a lot of people that actually want to fight you. Yeah. That's- they know they're gonna get hurt.
3: Yeah, that's it. But this, it's got you. Got to be worth something. So mm. if, if they if they're gonna to want to fight me, they're probably gonna want a title to be worth having.
0: We lost Clint again. We have lost Clint again. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> two times. What are we gonna do? I think his phone keeps uh, ringing. Uh, yeah all right clint's back again (laughs) welcome back clint yeah
4: yeah uh, sorry about that honestly i've got i've got shane from the cornwall channel trying to jump on me with a with another business meeting i've got somebody else trying to contact me uh with regards to giving me some some money for some sponsorship um yeah i don't know how i get chance to be a barber these days and just be normal i've got everybody, there's another <laughs> message coming in from somebody who wants to back me doing something. Um, yeah, I've become the Eddie Hearn of Cornwall all over. You've made it now, mate.
3: There's no turning back.
4: I, I, I love what it, it honestly. It's, it's all I've ever wanted, really, to, to keep lifting people and helping them and, you know, and it, and it looks like, you know, that there's, a, there's a journey out there for me and a path that I might be taking.
3: Who knows? You can do it, Clint. You can do it, mate. We're there to support you.
0: Yeah, thank you. So with, obviously, the charity Mandown, the event that's gone on, obviously, it's all, all the dust is settling now. Um, And like Rob was saying earlier, that the word of Mandown is going to start spreading now. See, me and Rob, we are talking to people about it. Brad's got a massive social media following, so people that don't even live in Cornwall are going to know about it now because of Brad as well is there a message that both of you want to put out there about the charity man down and you know obviously from clint what's going to come next and obviously from brad yourself with how boxing can help people kids anyone of any age as well um clint you want to go
4: yeah brad you know you're you're a cornishman so you know you you was here before me um i've just come on board in cornwall over the last 10 years i was I was living in Newquay back in the 80s, yeah. um, you know, w- working. I was like surfing and bumming around and having a good time. And, you know, my heart brought me back to Cornwall to bring my kids up. Um, nice. But it's it's that feeling that Cornwall gives you, even though you're not from here. Um, you know, it's it's the place, it's the people and, you know, As I said before, we've not got any other counties that border us, really, that we can get our resources from. Um, Our borders are are met with sea and sand. And, you know, we've not got those, uh, you know, uh, facilities from, you know, from other counties. We have to look after ourselves down here and club together and stick together as a community. And I think Mavagissi proved that on the weekend where everybody came out to support men's mental health in Cornwall. They're they're Hmm. familiar with the work that Brad and Ross have started and, you know, the ethos that's been carried on by people like myself and other facilitators. And, you know, we don't want there to be male suicides in Cornwall. We are the third highest rate out of 27 counties uh, for a suicide rate in in the UK. And and that's, that's too much. We're losing too many men down here and we don't want that to happen. So, yeah you know, I'll, I'll keep shouting it and screaming it for as long as somebody will keep letting me speak. We've got 27 meetings over Cornwall. That's 27 safe places for men to walk in off the street and be met with warmth and empathy and understanding. That the, the phones are turned off and they're met, you know, with, with people that want to hear them and, and help them. And these groups of guys, even when they feel like they've been helped, they come back to help other men. And that's mm. what I'm proud to be part of in Cornwall. That you know, I'm I'm part of that band of brothers and I'm and I'm really, really happy to say tell you that.
3: Yeah, honestly, yeah, I think it's amazing what they're doing. I know people personally who have reached out and spoke to Man Down and it's helped them through tough uh, through tough times. So yeah. you, you probably can't really put a number, I'm not sure if you can, on the, the amount of people it would have saved or got through a tough time. But yeah. apart from Man Down, I don't personally know any other mm. Company similar, not company, but thing similar to Man Down. So if it wasn't for them, it's you haven't got an easy access point for someone who's struggling. So mm. and as time's going on, it's the, it's the go-to thing if you are struggling in Cornwall. Um, mm. And the fact that you can meet in person with people and feel like you're part of something will save and help a lot of people. So um mm. yeah, man, it's amazing what they're doing. I'll always support it, always back it, and if they ever need me to do anything, I'll do it because. Everyone struggles, everyone suffers, and it's, life's tough, man. So stuff like this is going to help people when when things aren't going your way in times are tough. So, yeah, all for it, mate.
4: Yeah. You're a young
3: guy, Brad, and,
4: you know, to have you involved and in there, you know, it does break down barriers because some of the young guys, there's that bravado in the pub and they can't speak, you know, and just seeing a young guy like you carving your way in the world and actually being there and saying, I want to be part of this, I want to help this you know, I hope you realise what what you're doing,
3: you're really helping awareness in Cornwall Yeah, yeah honestly all, all for it and like mm. it's a similar sort of story with Tyson Fury which mm. I think a lot of people relate to, he's the biggest hardest guy in the world but he suffers of suffers mental health so it's stories like that and yeah that all sort of correlate and support
1: it so yeah mm. it's brilliant yeah, The magnitude of the event you held at the weekend as well Clint um, I've never seen that sort of round here where we're from, especially not a mental health organisation. And as I said before, it'd be fantastic it can grow. And by the size of that, I don't know how well it ran. I can see no reason why it can't spread. So, um, again, great show, great weekend, and um, great message. And let's hope it spreads. I can't see why it won't. Mm. No, I... I'll just
0: say uh, my uh, little piece before we move on to um, a bit of boxing coming up. So, you know, I haven't hit it on the podcast before. Um, I've tried to kill myself numerous times. Um, thankfully, I failed. Good job. I was shit at it. Um, mm. <clears throat> so seeing other blokes talk about it, doing things proactively to break down barriers to get people talking about it um that's why i did you know a 500 mile round trip um to come and support it because it's something i believe in and i'm not prepared to sit here and talk and not act um if Clint can put on a show like that or 11 months of planning if brad can leave a training camp for a weekend to come and support the show why why can't i and I think a lot of people can look like that look at someone like Tyson Fury. If he can get the press, you can get the press. Anyone can. But if someone can battle it and get better, so can you. You just need the facilities sometimes, you need someone to talk to and you know, big up to Man Down. I think it's brilliant. And I didn't know Cornwall was um the third highest suicide rate in the country. That's a massive statistic. It's quite sad.
4: And I, and I think that's why, you know, 30 men came together to fight to help men keep fighting. You know, it was, it was easy for them guys to do it because they are fighting. They're fighting their own situations. So to get in the ring was just another part of that fighting. And they, they put it on each other. You know, they, they literally helped each other on their journeys, as I've said before. You know, they've paid for each other to get to the training. They've paid for each other to have a uh, kit. They're, they've gone, you know, and picked each other up. And then they're going to knock seven bells out of each other in a tent in Mavagissi. It's, it was bloody unbelievable. And, you know, I, I, I can't believe we pulled it off. I mean, I keep looking back at the footage, and I'm so proud of every one of them, um, you know, and, and to see what they did. Uh, I've seen them in sparring, but it's completely different when you've got a crowd there and they're actually going for it. And like I said, they found out so much about themselves in the ring on Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, that I'm, I'm sure they will take away and and, and, and grow them little bits in, into the rest of their lives and the people around them. And, you know, I'm so glad we got the opportunity to give them a, a stage to, to, to do that. And, you know, they're giving me a lot of messages and, uh, you know, thanks for giving me the opportunity, Clint. And, but they did it. You know, they got up there and and and, and put it on each other.
1: And there um, was no, no animosity either, was there? No, no animosity whatsoever. No, not um, at all. And, um, and a big shout out to the crowd who turned up as well. You know, so mm. you know they all know these guys. They probably all know that they've been through issues, and yeah, the crowd deserve a huge pat on the back for that as well.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: The the crowd was good.
4: A uh, young lad there, Dan Hunkin. Uh, he's been through a lot of issues. Um, lost his mate to suicide. Dan's been a heavy drinker, drug taker since then. Uh, but you know, with this, with this, uh, you know, getting into the ring on Saturday, he, he put everything to one side and was totally focused on, on uh, you know, acquitting him as best he could. And he got he got the stoppage, and the crowd went crazy. And I and I think he'll now. Uh, you know, simmer down and and get something from that and and live a good life. And you know, uh, I think he's put a lot of demons to bed, and it'd be very interesting to see how how his life
0: goes now. But I hope it's for the better. Yeah, good luck to him. Mm, Good luck to him. Good luck to him. Yeah, Yeah. right. We can't have Brad Pauls on the podcast and not ask about Canelo Golovkin free. Mm. Oh man,
3: (laughs) it's uh. Because Golovkin was my favourite fighter for so many years, man. Like Honestly, just love the style, love everything about him. But I have to be brutally honest with the situation and it's that he's getting old and Canelo is still very much in his prime. Um, and I feel like, especially after watching Golovkin's last performance, he just didn't really seem himself. He seemed to be a bit more uh, out of breath and his, his stamina wasn't right, he didn't seem as sharp. And even though Canelo's coming off a, lo- a loss, it's not a, a loss, it's real weight and stuff. So I do feel like Canelo may force a stoppage late on. And I asked in the gym today with the lads and Linus thinks the same and all the other lads in the gym think the same. And normally we play bets, but we couldn't play bet this time because we all agree that uh, Canelo is, is going to win. I like Canelo, but um, it's, just a, it's just a bit sad to see Golovkin aging and not being the same. Is he, yeah. is he 42, 43? Might be 41, 40, 41, something yeah. like that. He's around that age, isn't he? Yeah. He looks it as well. me, and I think he's had a long career. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see it going well for him, to be honest.
1: I don't, I don't, the, only thing, the only thing I can see from this matchup is Golovkin's going to earn a bit of money from it. Apart from that aside, I don't get it. I don't get why the fight's happening mm. um, Will I watch it. I will obviously, but you know, um I can see why people wouldn't. Um we've seen it twice. We saw a robbery in my eyes in the first fight, Canelo yep. won the second, and it's just been a bit too long for me to to have that third fight. Um Canelo's excelled since then. Golovkin hasn't. Um and uh, yeah I do not I d I don't I don't really see why the spot's happening, to be honest.
0: Yeah.
1: Money aside. Yeah, I've been pretty
0: sad to see.
3: He body shot and he gets hurt to the body, doesn't
0: he, again? So in his last fight, he winced a few times when uh he got hit to the body. And Canelo yeah. is probably one of the best body punchers there is at the yeah. moment. Yeah. So I, well, I, personally, I personally
1: think there's a lot of better fights on the horizon, like um you back then. Let's get into that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um uh, brilliant fight. Uh because I've, I've met back a couple of times and he's he's probably a little bit taller than me. He's mm. got quite a big head, but he is quite narrow in his like shoulders and his, his legs and his hips. He's got quite narrow shoulders and stuff. And I always remember him saying how easy it is to make weight. I always remember that because we're the same weight and he always, he always says how easy it is and stuff. So this whole him having to drop an extra few pounds, um, I think he's making it seem a bigger deal than it is. Especially the way he's going on with the k f c and then I seen today he was eating uh, some chocolate and stuff, whether it's mind games or not, but um I think they probably underrate Ben's power a little bit uh if he if he lands clean, I definitely think he can hurt you bank um he he can punch you but he's got a better jab than people think he's got longish arms for his size um and he's got a brilliant engine on him. Like when we spied the other day, like I said, he did he did 10 rounds, one in, one out with me and Linus with 30 seconds rest in between each round. And we got to remember we get a round off, so we're fresh every he did 10 and his, his engine was fine. So um yeah, where Eubank lies on his engine as well. I don't see Ben tiring, and I don't see uh Eubank point tire either. So
1: it's a good fight. I I don't know what to say about the prediction, but it's a good fight. I have to ask you this question, Brad, um, as a professional. What's if you're on the rehydration clause, just in general in fights? Um, it's hard because
3: every fight is different and it might affect different fighters in different ways, but is its it £9? Is it £9? Is it,
0: nine, is
3: it so Ten. almost
0: £10.
3: Mm. Oh. So all you've got to do is not have breakfast the next morning and just cut your water the tiniest little bit just for that morning. And then, because no one's going to put on... Much more. I put on a, a little bit over a stone, but that would be on the day of the fight as well. Do you know what I mean? So,
0: yeah, um, it's the morning is going to be weighed, isn't it?
3: Yeah, so you can just get up, not eat or drink that day, and just monitor it before you go to bed. I don't think it's that bad, is it? It's, it's ten pounds, is still a lot.
1: Yeah, in this case, no, but yeah, you have we've had fights before, haven't we? Where you have a rehydration course the night before, day the way in. And, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, that's not, you know, it's make-weight fight, you know. And, um, yeah. But in this case, it's a, it's, a, it's a very strange circumstance in this in this fight or in this contract, let's like, say. So. It's yeah. very different to what I've seen before.
3: Yeah, Brad, you've got Brad, on you're, stepping up.
4: You have not, yeah, you, Brad, you have not sparred Junior. No, no, yeah. no. I've, I've okay. As, has, Linus,
3: has Linus sparred him. No, they, they've asked Linus for sparring uh, a couple of days ago, but it's a bit... Um, the word like conflicts of interest, or yeah. something, mm-hmm. in yeah, in the camp with Ben and stuff. But, um, yeah. if you if you had to fight either one, Brad, which one would you fight? I think I would probably fight Connor. I think, oh, yeah. I don't know, oh, it's a tough one, man. Because, personally, Connor's a really nice guy, he's brilliant. Um, and Eubanks is a bit standoffish if you meet him, so uh. So, uh, well, you're
0: looking at it from a businessman's perspective as well, though, so don't take it seriously, Conor Ben. Yeah. <laughs> there's,
3: a, there's a lot of money but, fighting either of them. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say, both of them are going to make me a lot of money. Um, And, yeah, Conor Ben is a lot smaller than me. So, yeah, either, I'm happy. It's
4: it's an it's an interesting fight. And, I mean, the, the way they made it and literally pulled it out of the bag, and uh, hopefully it's going to go on because we've heard that seniors not too happy about it at this stage and doesn't want it to happen so you know it's going to happen it's going to happen it's just all mm. press and people getting on board with it but it's a mouth-watering one for for the the casuals and the boxing fans and everybody's going to watch it it's it's Eubanks against Ben come on
3: yeah that's it it's yeah. the history and um the build-ups are really good I watched the face-off a couple of days ago mm. and uh, yeah, I watched her up Brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. We talked about the sex stuff. I'm a, yeah, and uh, Connor <laughs> Ben's like, "How
1: did we get to this?"
3: Like, I was pissing myself. What is hilarious? Uh, um, that
1: reminded me uh, a bit of the um, is it Richard and Chip Bill um, and White when he was on t- about taking laxatives? Yeah, yeah. That, I'm like, like it. That,
0: yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that was hilarious.
4: <laughs> I um, I touched on this last time we were on here, and I I suggested that they've been in each other's company over the years growing up and that they'd they'd had a friendship of sorts. And um, sometimes when they're talking throughout this process of getting in the ring to go, um, you know, you you just get a feeling that they've they've had a bit of banter together over the years and they know each other a lot better than they're letting on.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Then they probably relate to each other quite a lot. Both It's a weird circumstance. They're both in exactly the same situation with the the famous dad's. Yeah, And they can probably, like, relate to each other quite well. Um, Mm. Mm. But, yeah, um, I think most people want to see Ben win, to be honest. But that's the effect of Eubank.
0: Yeah, I've never been a massive Eubank Jr. fan. I've never hidden it either. Um, I like watching him fight. I just can't stand him outside the ring sometimes. Yeah, he he knows how to get people
3: talking about him. He's he's quite smart in that sense. Um, But... He sort of gets found out at world level, so he's, he's good at hyping up these fights, but when it comes to it at the highest level, Groves, Billy Joe, he, he is limited, I think, um, at that world level. So he, he is beatable, which makes it a little bit more interesting.
1: As well, I find him quite in the fact he fought, um, he fought Groves, Eubanks and all them fights in between with um, his dad in his corner, didn't he? And then when he fought the Gale, it was the first fight he had about his dad there. And he looks oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, and just since then, I think he's improved a bit. Um, I don't think he could win a world title. but um, Personally, I don't think he will in that division. But, um, no, I, I, I find, I found the past, let's say, three, four years of Eubank Junior a lot more interesting than the years that preceded that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just figured the change of style, change of trainer really didn't make a difference to him. But, um, but then Conor Ben is the unknown, isn't he? You know, he's in a few fights. He was, he, he, was it Vargas he fought and knocked him out? Yeah, yeah Vargas, Algieri. He's, he's yeah. He very well. <clears throat> yeah. But, but even as far as we had a podcast before, and I was saying, look, if he beats him, I'm on the hype train. Because you know, these are x World champions, and he went there and he'd done it in great fashion. Yeah. So keep the hype train rolling, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's done well, hasn't he? He improves a lot and he works hard. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, see what happens. Will you be there at ringside? Um, see this—I got offered the fight on the on, on the card and everything. This is the stuff that's been going on. Um, but no, I can't afford the ringside tickets unless I can twist his arm tomorrow. It's sparring and see what I can get out of him. But I, yeah, I'd love to be,
0: but, but I highly doubt it. Surely, I'm glad he'll get you a a ticket. <laughs> I'll see what Ring- I can do. You've left... <laughs> You've gone over to his uh, fighter and trained with him. Yeah. And, was, and they're the same promoter as you, Bank. I know. I've been doing him a favour. I should definitely get VIP
3: tickets. That'd be lovely. Um, yeah, you definitely should. I'll see if I can sort you boys out. See if I can get four. We'll have a <laughs> night out. You yeah. always get VIP at one of my shows, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll return the favour. <laughs> In the O2, sold out. <laughs>
0: so before we uh sign off um because i haven't had my dinner yet i've worked all day and i've nothing to eat i'm starving um i could do with skipping a few meals though. So it's all right <laughs> um i just want to say thank you for coming on brad thanks for having and, me and uh thank you for inviting us down clint I really appreciated it i thought it was uh my pleasure my, my real event. pleasure yeah and uh It would be nice to have you both back on before the eubank Ben fight and do a little prediction round. Just a quick five minutes, put it up on Instagram because you'll know uh, a bit more by then, see what he's feeling like closer to the time. I don't know if I can do it. No, yes. I'm I'm signed with what's of interest. I've been
3: sparring Connor, so I feel like I'm being a bit of a traitor for Pitquad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, It's, no, I'm open, it's yeah. hard. I'm stuck with both Simon Wasserman and helping Ben, but I might have to sit on the fence on that one. I don't know if I oh, can do mean. it. You go with a sorry. The story, I don't
0: man,
4: know if not, I can you know. do it. And just a quickie. You obviously mentioned Ben, and you've been around Ben. Um, we know what involvement senior's got with junior. Um, C- Connor. I mean, I'm guessing he talks to the old man. You know, he's talking to him on his phone. Uh, as have you seen?
3: Uh, Nigel around his camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the gym when we were sparring. He was uh watching over the, the balcony that looks over the ring in there, gym. And uh yeah. his dad was watching and I had a little word of his dad after and him and his dad went upstairs and had a little chat after the spa. Um, mm. His dad's training himself uh as well in the same gym so they're around each other all the, all the time. Um
0: yeah.
3: so I feel like he probably will be quite involved. Obviously his 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 head coach is at Tony Sims Will be the main guy, but I do see Nigel being around probably in the corner as well on fight night. He's he's pretty involved.
4: So do you think we could have an occasion where where both dads are, are in the corner? I know it's to and throwing, but I mean you, you would expect them to be there in some sort of way, wouldn't you? You really would.
3: Mm. Yeah, I, I think Eubank said it in the face off. I think he said he's gonna see if he can get his dad in his corner and yeah Nigel's definitely going to be there in, in Benz in some wow. aspect. Wow. So uh, history repeating itself, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, and it's be some pop, pop parliamentary procedure,
3: right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so the rascal clubber and a cane
0: mm. and a monocle. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be walking up day. in some American fucking like, lorry thing. <laughs> he, he is a proper gangster, isn't he? <laughs>
4: you gotta you gotta love senior, ain't you? He's great. Oh, yeah, I, I think the Jodpas the jodpers are
0: coming out for this one.
4: <laughs> uh, fantastic. Like fantastic. <clears throat>
0: right. Is there anything you'd like to add, Clint, before we leave? And uh anyone else?
4: It's uh... it's you know, this this weekend's just been a, a fantastic experience, you know. It, boxing brings people together. We're, we're on a podcast here talking boxing and, and men's mental health, you know, and it's good that we feel comfortable to put them together and we don't have any, any barriers. I, I've laid all my barriers down. You've laid yours down. And we're talking like men should in this century and in 2022. And I hope men, you know, will hear this and they'll come to these boxing shows and, you know, they they won't feel any other way than to be able to speak to each other naturally like this and just keep lifting each other. That's the message. Keep lifting each other
3: and keep bloody punching. That's all you got to do. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, love it, Clint. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, you'll be helping a lot of people out there and, and doing a lot of good in Cornwall and elsewhere. So, mate, keep doing what you're doing, smashing it. Boys, keep the podcast going. appreciate everything. Um, and, yeah, onwards and
0: upwards. Yeah, thank you very much for both coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it.
1: and We know it's coming from you, Rob. Uh, up the audits. <laughs> <laughs> no, great, great event. Thanks for having us, Clint. Uh, really enjoyed it. Really nice, mate. Yeah, and you as well, Brad. Um, and good luck in your, you know, your next fights, whatever gets arranged. Um, we'll be supporting you. We'll be supporting you both. Um, and anyone listening to the podcast, make sure you follow man down make sure you follow Brad Pools, make sure you follow Clint Osborne and obviously follow Haircuts and Upcuts. But um, yeah, all for a good cause. And it was a fantastic weekend. Um, mm. So yeah. Legend, peace, peace and love. Peace and yeah. love, lads.
4: Peace love, and guys. love, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much.
3: Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers.